What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video and today I'm going to be going through five tips to dominate your fantasy football drafts and these are going to be tips that can apply to all types of fantasy players. So this could be beginners, these can also be you know pretty experienced players in more serious leagues. These are things that I still follow you know to this day and these are things that I even have to remind myself you know going into drafts because sometimes I'll make mistakes also. You know I won't follow these rules perfectly. So just five different rules that I think can help you dominate your fantasy football drafts. If you're watching and you enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Let's just jump right into it. Starting off at number one, before you even start the draft, before you log in, you should be understanding your fantasy football platform's ADP. And what I mean by that is that if you can mock draft, you should be mock drafting, you should see you know, where players are going just to get an idea of what's going down because every platform's ADP is very different. And then also you need to be doing this to locate values and then also locate fades because if you're on the clock, you know, the best player available, you know, on the fantasy rankings or ADP, whatever platform you're on, that may not be the actual best player available. You'll see it in a lot of different platforms. I mean, just the videos I've done recently going through like ESPN, Sleeper, uh, I did Yahoo also, like there are some brutally bad rankings. There are also some, you know, guys who are really, really solid players, but are being picked super, super late. So you'll be able to go through the rankings and the ADP, find values, also find players that you want to avoid. Because if you're on the clock, you know, some people panic, they'll just go best player available. But that best player available is not actually like the number one option. It's just what the platform is pushing you to do. So mock drafting will help you figure out what players are going late and really help you just dominate in terms of value. Because if you're playing with your friends or other competitors, you know, who are just using the ADP or rankings, they're just going to be going off that list. Whereas you, you know, have a better idea of where the value is and can put together just better rosters overall. So that's something that needs to be done before you even get into the draft. And number two is once you've actually started, you should be flexible in your draft strategy. I'm sure if you're, you know, looking at fantasy football content, you're seeing all kinds of videos, you know, different draft strategies, zero RB, hero RB, you know, double hero RB, robust RB. There's all these different strategies that you can kind of employ in your fantasy football drafts. But here's the thing. When people are making, you know, those hero RB videos, zero RB videos, I feel like what they fail to mention is that you should never be going into a draft knowing exactly, you know, what position you're going to pick in each spot. You know, it's important to understand the ADP of your platform in, you know, like I talked about in tip one, where you can be like, typically there's value at the running back position in the first round. Then I like wide receiver in the second. You know, it's important to know that, but you should never go into your draft saying this is going to be a zero RB draft. Because what happens if you have Derrick Henry fall into the 111, the 112, you have Dalvin Cook fall into the second round. Are you going to pass up on these stud running backs? just because you want to go in with this one specific strategy. What if you're picking at the number five spot and Cup, Jefferson, and Chase are all off the board? Are you going to reach to draft Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs just because you're going with that draft strategy? So that's kind of the issue here. You should not be entering the draft knowing exactly you know what position you are going to go after because you're not going to end up with the best value. What you should be doing is you go into your first two, three, four rounds you pick the guy who you think is best player available, and then you go from there. So maybe you picked at the three spot, you went with Cooper Cup, and then second round, there was Debo Samuel available, you drafted him, and then third round, maybe you didn't like the running backs, you go with another stud wide receiver like T. Higgins, Keenan Allen. 
at that point, you're looking at your roster. You get to the fourth round. You don't like the running backs available. At that point, you're like, all right, this might be a zero RB draft. Another way you look at it, maybe you have the second pick. You draft Christian McCaffrey. Then you go a guy like Saquon Barkley in the second. You're looking at your roster. You like a wide receiver in the third. You're like, all right, this is probably going to be more of a double hero RB build. So it's important to know the different draft strategies, but you should never enter a draft going like, this is exactly how it's going to play out because every draft is different. Even if you are mock drafting beforehand, those mocks aren't going to be exactly perfect to what happens in your actual league. So you have to be flexible throughout the draft. Do not be locked into one specific strategy. Now, tip number three is probably the one that I kind of may struggle with the most, and that's having multiple picks in mind. So I feel like all of us have done this where, you know, maybe you're up in three picks, you see a player you really, really like who's on the board, and you're just kind of sitting there hoping that that guy's going to fall to you. Maybe you really like, you know, Metcalf. You're sitting at like the 502, 503. You're wondering if he falls to you, and you're kind of just standing there like praying you get that player. But then right before you have to pick, they snag your guy, and then you're like, shoot. You're kind of caught with your pants down. You don't know what's going on. And then you kind of have to, you know, make a quick decision and maybe not think it all the way through. So if you're like a few picks out from your draft spot, so say you're picking at like the 504 and, you know, the 501 is up, you should have at least like three players in your mind of where you're going to be going because you don't want to be stuck, you know, where they pick your guy right before and then you have no idea what's going on. You want to have a few guys available. It's just something to keep in mind because I think this is a problem that a lot of people do. They'll kind of, you know, just laser focus on the one player they want. And then if that guy goes off the board, it's like panic city. And you may end up like running out of time, being auto-drafted, or kind of being forced to pick someone you just see at the top of the list because, you know, you don't have enough time to really scroll down in the rankings or the ADP or whatever. So that was number three. Have multiple picks in mind, you know, when you're a few picks out from your selection. And then number four is going to be analyzing your opponent's picks. So, you know, obviously it's important to know what you're doing, but it's also important if you're drafting at some sort of turn. So if you have the second pick, third pick, 10th, 11th pick, you can kind of understand and anticipate what picks your opponent is going to make. Say you're on the clock and you're picking at like one spot away from the turn. So maybe you had like the second pick or the 11th pick. You're going to pick and then the guy at the turn is going to have two picks after you. And you're looking at like choosing between a tight end and a wide receiver maybe a quarterback and a wide receiver. You may really want that quarterback. You may view that quarterback as a better value than the wide receiver. But if you can look and see what your opponent has done, so say your opponent you know, is up after you, but they drafted Josh Allen in the third round, or they drafted Kyler in the fifth round, you have a pretty good idea that they're not going to be picking another quarterback. So you can wait on that quarterback, you get the wide receiver you want, and then they're going to go in a different direction. Then you pick your quarterback, if you don't really analyze your opponents, you may pick that quarterback there. Then they may snipe you on the wide receiver. This really applies to quarterbacks and tight ends because, you know, teams can go in a bunch of different directions with running backs and wide receiver. Just because they start off with three wide receivers doesn't mean they're still going to fade the position. It can work a little bit like that, but it's more important at tight end because if you have someone drafting an elite quarterback or elite tight end, it's very, very unlikely that they go back to the well in the position before like the last few rounds in drafts. So that is going to be number four, analyze your opponent's picks. It's definitely tougher to do if you're like in the middle because there's just so much variance there. At that point, if you're in the middle, you're kind of just waiting on what the best player in your mind is.
But now on to the fifth and final tip. We're going to be talking about understanding optimal roster construction. So this kind of pairs in with, I believe, tip number two, where it's like be flexible in your draft strategy. So it's important to know the different draft strategies. It's also important to be flexible. But once you're like three, four, five picks in, you should have an idea of where you are going with your team. And what I mean by this is like, say you go robust RB start, you go running back, running back, running back, first three rounds. At that point, even if there's a good running back available in like the fourth round, are you really going to be going after that guy, especially later on in drafts? Like if you have three stud running backs, you don't want to be finishing your draft with like six, seven running backs on your roster because you're strong at the running back position. You need to be taking those late round shots on wide receivers. The same thing applies at wide receiver. If you're going zero RB, you know, you go a ton of wide receivers, you get an elite quarterback or a tight end, you start picking your running backs later. In the later rounds, that's where you want to be throwing your darts on running backs because you can't be going into a uh, league with like four running backs and the first one you picked in the ninth round. Like that is going to be pretty brutal on your roster. So that is what I mean by understanding your roster construction. You just kind of got to adapt. You can't always go best player available. I think early on in drafts, you're going best player available. But once you kind of have your draft strategy in mind, like if you continue to think that, you know, 11th, 12th, 13th round, the running back is the best player available, but you already have three stud guys, you're just wasting shots that you could be throwing on wide receivers, maybe a late round quarterback, tight end, whatever. You know, so that's what I mean by understanding your roster construction. So that's kind of going to wrap it up for these five tips. Just to run through them again, understand your platform's ADP, be flexible in your draft strategy, have multiple picks in mind when you're on the clock, analyze your opponent's picks, you know, help you kind of get the best value available, and then also understand optimal roster construction. So those are the five tips. I really feel like this can apply to every type of fantasy football player, casual, serious, somewhere in the middle. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. I'm going to be putting out fantasy football content every day, basically like through the NFL season. So thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.